You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Colchonero Chat, a Saturday edition. I'm Jeremy Barra, and I'm joined, as usual, by Robbie Dunn. And Robbie, we, we've had enough of this 2-2 and 3-2 and 3-3 nonsense. Let's get back to basics. Atletico get a 1-0 win over Osasuna on Saturday. Your initial reaction to the result? Um, I, when it was kind of creeping towards a nil-all draw, I was thinking this is, this is absolutely terrible. But when um, when uh, what, by, when Felipe got that goal, I was thinking this is actually um, this is actually uh, an excellent result. They grounded out. They've got like some really really difficult games coming up, and I think that just by grounding out, they were, they were able to um, uh, get over a, a difficult opponent as well. Like, and I guess a lot of the time the scoreline ends up kind of driving the narrative. Mm. And if they had it drawn, it would have been terrible. But to win, all of a sudden things are okay, and I'm not entirely convinced of that. But at the end of the day, if it creeps Atletico closer to, it keeps Atletico um, uh, up to speed, or it keeps Atletico on pace with the leaders. And um, I think that that's right now the most important thing. Yep, definitely, to just stay within touching distance, right? Sevilla dropped points earlier on Saturday. They uh, drew 2-2 with Alavis. Uh, 
Barcelona are, as we're recording, Barcelona are playing Espanyol in a Xavi's return as coach. And Madrid play Granada tomorrow. So we'll see how the rest of the results in the top four shake out. But in a in a vacuum, this was a pretty much a required response for Atletico after the the result that sent them into the international break. When they, they played much better in that game against Valencia when they were 3-1 up but eventually drew. Uh, they played, I think, comparatively a worse game against Osasuna Rabi. But, hey, that's football, right? Sometimes you play well and don't get the result. Sometimes you play not so well and, and get the win you're looking for, even if it's by this slim a margin. Yeah, and, and, and the first 45 minutes, Atletico just ghosted, and, uh, just ghosted through it. Um, worrying, yeah, I think the, 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 there's a lot of concern there for me anyway still as to, I was just thinking actually when I just uh, went down to the shop to buy some water uh, at half time and I was just thinking um, that if Atletico do win this league, it's it'll be fine and it'll be celebrated and it'll go down the history books, but there's nothing um, that identifies this Atletico team. There's nothing that stands out or there's nothing... I don't know what they're trying to do. They don't have an identity. Mm. Um, even the critics of Cholismo 1.0, at least they had an identity and they stuck to it. This one... I don't. I. I don't really know what the the plan is. I don't know what the starting eleven is. And I understand it's been completely disrupted by international football, by injuries, by suspensions, by a difficult uh, Champions League group, uh, or um, and and he he hasn't been able to kind of get a settled eleven, and he's been kind of fighting fires all all season. But. I don't know. It feels like they're waiting to go on a run, or, and we are we are watching them waiting them to go on a run. But it's just not happening. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I, I'm not entirely sure that uh, Felipe Header in the 80, 88 minute or whatever it was, um, uh, cover over the cracks of that. Sure. No, that's that's a very decent point. It's a very good point. A well taken point. I wrote about this a little bit during the break in one of my columns about Atletico's new identity, as it were, uh, based on you know the the three five two or the three four three formation, playing with much more fluidity between the lines, developing to more of an attacking side. So naturally, in the first game after the break, Atletico uh, put all that on under lock and key. Simeone returns to the four man back line. Uh, the first half is really kind of a slog against an Osasuna team that. Well, Atletico kind of played into their hands a bit, right? Osasuna are a really compact side, a five-man back line with three center backs, all of whom uh, are really good in the air. Their three center backs, Robbie, Unai Garcia, David Garcia, and Juan Cruz combined for 30 clearances in this game. And as you pointed out on Twitter after the game uh, by tweeting out a very handy graphic, Atletico attempted a whopping 46 crosses in this game and only completed seven. What do you think was the thinking behind that strategy? Did it not play directly into Osasuna's own strategy? See, this is where I think Simeone was playing checker, chess, and you, Jeremy, are playing checkers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when, when, no, but no, but I think maybe, no, no, I have no idea, but what he might have been thinking was, A, we don't want to give away the ball in, in central positions and let Osasuna attack us from the middle. If we're going to lose the ball, it's going to be like clearances and, 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 and that. And also, I think Simeone might have said was, what he might have said was, okay, 
it looks like we're playing into your hands and in a way it might in the end but I feel like and I know that if we put in that many crosses we will get one and 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 uh, and that's what he was banking on and it worked and as I said like that's the narrative and that's the that's the way that um, that's the way Simeone will look at this and it's three points and at the end of the day it worked now Obviously, it was frustrating for a long, a lot of the time. But I think maybe Simeone was thinking that we can't run into them in the middle where they are really strong, where the likes of Lamar and um, Griezmann um, and and uh, aren't particularly strong. Like obviously they're strong on the ball, but if they're not physically imposing players when they run into a, into a into a trap into into a like into a defensive into the into the into a nest of Osasuna players <laughs> they're they're they're, go, they're not gonna they're not gonna come out on top so um so I think that uh, maybe he was thinking okay we we will play into their hands a little bit but at the same time it will completely nullify their threat on the counter and that that is essentially what happened. Osasuna had only one really good chance when when the game was goalless for the eighty seven minutes it was goalless. Uh, when Lucas Toro had this spinning shot from outside the box, All Black had to save it really well in the first half. Incredible, yeah, yeah, fabulous save. One of his best this season in a season where he hasn't made too many uh, compared to previous campaigns. Uh, <laughs> that was really Osasuna's only chance. So from that standpoint, Cholo's strategy worked, uh, and just the the sheer volume of crosses eventually uh, the thinking goes eventually eventually Atletico are going to get one and they did at the very end of the game uh, a guy that we've talked about quite a bit recently for the wrong reasons Robbie Felipe Felipe Airlines taking off in the 87th minute uh, a great moment for him maybe it doesn't paper over the cracks in, in Atletico's defense and some of the other problems they've had this season but uh, he needed that goal Atleti's defense needed that kind of presence in this game yeah, absolutely, and and he was interviewed after the game, and he was smiling, and he was saying, "I haven't scored in a very long time," and and regardless of how he's been playing, um, a, a lot of, a lot of, we've seen he's capable of playing well. So so we spoke about this before on a podcast where I was saying how sometimes with 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 um, players, it's uh, it's one of three things: they don't know how to, they can't. Or they don't want to. Right. With and with him, it was never. It was never the, uh, the the idea that he couldn't do it. We knew he could. It was just maybe he was second guessing himself. Wasn't comfortable in the system. It was a confidence issue. And I think obviously going back to getting Savage beside him and getting going back to a more traditional uh, defense that he's used to playing in definitely helped him. And 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 those kind of moments uh, can definitely help the player's confidence. And and I wouldn't. Not, not, not that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be writing Felipe off just yet either. Like, mm. if he can, um, if he can get his confidence back, because we've seen that he can do it. Yeah, we've seen him play very well in this back four before. In the back three, the results have been less convincing. Right, he's been much less steady, and there are talks now, or there are reports now, that Atletico are in talks with Felipe about a possible contract extension. Uh, performances like this will help. Uh, he looked he looked really steady and secure in this game. High passing accuracy, made five clearances, tie for the team lead. 
and of course the the game-winning goal and it did come off a mistake atletico had to insist and be very patient in this game but sergio herrera comes out to try to punch this corner clear and leaves the entire back of the net open where felipe can just hit this back header in behind him and and win the game yeah, yeah, and it was um, it, it came from that side as well. I know that it was um, I know that it was a corner and everything, but uh, Atletico, if they were going to get a goal, it felt like it was going to come from that corner or that uh, side of the field as well. Yannick Carrasco was just I don't know how incredible you can be in a nil all in a in a game with just so low scoring, <laughs> but he really he really he looked really good and and he looked like Atletico's. Um, uh, where their goal, uh, source of it, where the source of inspiration was going to come from. Yeah, he was a live wire in this game. That was one of his five key passes, the assist for Felipe. Um, just all the crosses coming in from both sides as well. Shime Rosalco out on the right, making his first start this season. Uh, got a broken nose for his efforts in this game, but he put in a really good shift too, I thought. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of strange. He he, he he was part of the 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 crossing gang. He was he was kind of whipping <laughs> in crosses left, right, and center. Well, not left, right, and center. Mostly right, <laughs> and center. But <laughs> but he was lobbing in crosses all night. And then um, there's one stage at the start of the second half where he crossed one, and Simeone obviously said something to him, and, and Vasco turned around and told him like, "Calm down, I'm doing." Uh, now I don't know what the exchange was about. Maybe Simeone was telling him. Uh, to cross it in a different way, cross it in earlier, cross it in a bit later. But um, I, I don't know what that was about. But uh, yeah, and, and then he stood up to Simeone. He said it to him. He said, "Relax, like I've, I've got this." And uh, yeah, he put in a couple of decent crosses. He uh, he had um, uh, uh, he, he doesn't offer kind of as much. He doesn't get ahead of the ball as often as as um, Kieran Trippier. So he doesn't kind of spread out to def- defense as much. But he, I thought he played well, given the fact that he was absolutely written off about a couple of weeks ago. Like we didn't, we hadn't seen him in a in, a, in an Atletico jersey in a long time. We thought he was, he was a goner pretty much. Uh, yeah, I think he did fine. Mm-hmm. Pretty much done for out of contract at the end of the year. Trippier cl- clearly preferred to him, but this is now back to back games against Valencia and Osasuna, where he's acquitted himself rather well on that right hand side, and maybe there's more competition there than we think um, and he's another player who I who to me has always looked better in a four-man back line um, looking at the next couple games looking not too far ahead but do you think this is what Simeone is going to return to in the upcoming fixtures uh, a four-man back line where Atletico look more secure but it might come at the cost of some of this offensive fluidity or is this just a one-time thing yeah, maybe, maybe what he's yeah, maybe what he's trying to do is protect Felipe and protect Rosalco because, like you said, they do play better in in a more traditional four four man uh, backline, um, and it also, but at the same time, the uh, I, I know Llorente was subbed off in the end after seventy five minutes, but I didn't think he looked um, as lively as he normally does. Uh, obviously not match fit hasn't played in a long time and neither did Tomas uh, Lamar um, so I, I, like yeah I don't know how long Joe Felix is out for um, what, what actually happened to him? Uh, he apparently took a blow to the calf in training on Wednesday and 
the couple couple of the reports I read said he'll be out until the derby uh, against Madrid on December 12th. Cholo in his press conference on Friday said hopefully he'll be back next weekend. So no one really knows when he'll be back. Okay, yeah, no, sorry, sorry I didn't, I didn't actually see what it, what exactly the injury was, but uh, yeah, like I, I don't know, and um, I think Atletico struggle with, um, no, they didn't struggle today with it really. Well, they did in a way in in, in that um, they they have no presence centrally, and um, I think they've got obviously Correa and Lamar kind of dropping off Griezmann today and. Griezmann dropping, but they, but they need a, a central figure like Joe Felix operating in the middle, um, mm-hmm. and and it, it just feels like a, a kind of like a black hole there where there's no, nothing happening. It's all everything happens on the wings, which is fine to an extent, but it also kind of limits um, how dangerous you can be centrally. So uh, I don't really know. Like Rodrigo de Paul is obviously going to start, um, and 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 he brought Rodrigo de Paul on. And they, he played with Jorente for ten minutes, and if Jorente can get back up to speed, and and maybe maybe a midfield of maybe a midfield of Coke, Jorente, Rodrigo de Paul in the three, and then Griezmann, Suarez, and and Lamar, I think, mm. it might be what he he might be looking at, uh, and then yes, and then you you're like well you're left game with four at the back, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know actually. <laughs> I haven't really thought this one through. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, I know. I'm just kind of trying to fit because, yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure to be honest with you what he's going to do because that was kind of strange today, uh, given how they had been playing, um, and I don't think it was convincing by any means. So I don't know. Yeah, not I don't especially. Know what he's going to do? I, I do think I do think you're right about uh, potentially dropping Griezmann and Lemar back on either side of Suarez. That's something that could work because you're right. Most of Atletico's attacks in this game uh, went to die whenever they uh, tried to go to the middle and they really missed that reference point. They really missed having Suarez or Felix out there for most of this game. Suarez came on for the final 25 minutes, but he was uh, rather busy over the international break uh, trying to save Uruguay from the abyss in the South American qualifiers. Uh, while DePaul also played pretty much every minute for Argentina. So that certainly informed some of the team selection on Saturday without those guys being available for all 90 minutes. I thought Correa also kind of had a a tough game. Too many ball losses. Lema looked a bit rusty. Llorente got going after halftime, but he hasn't played in a month, six weeks, really. So, But yeah, Llorente coming back I think could be very important because there is a guy who can help free up Koke. And with his speed and with his athleticism his ability to recover the ball but in the second half we saw Correa and Brasalco both seek him out with those vertical passes into space that he just he loves those passes and it was a a tactic that Osasuna weren't quite ready for after shutting it down pretty effectively in the first half Atletico up the intensity a bit and that that helped a bit having Llorente run into space uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Cholo balances that because they do need a presence next to Koke uh, so he doesn't get overworked. But Llorente chasing after those balls into space, it really does aid their attack. Yeah, I, th- I think that, I think that, um, that, that midfield three would, would look good uh, and, and would, would definitely free up Koke because right now 
he's playing um, obviously Llorente uh, to the right of him and that means Koke has to cover everything to the left of him so if you had Llorente um, or Depaul to the right and then whoever's left on the left it means Koke can just focus on that central position and just moving um, up and down the field rather than having to move across as well mm. uh, so, so I think that I think that that might help but the problem with that then is, is that you're taking away an attacker or you're taking away yeah you're taking away an attacker so then you're left with either well Carrasco has to start and it feels like Lamar is a starter uh, Suarez is a starter Griezmann is a starter so then you're left with Correa Joe Felix out in the team and yeah man uh, like that, that's an awful pity about Joe Felix getting injured again because like I don't know just uh, there's just something he just doesn't fit into this team as, as, as well as he's played on occasions this season it's just another it feels like another we're, we're, we're nearly halfway through the, the year like and, and it just feels like another season where he hasn't quite got going and showed glimpses and showed flashes and there's absolutely no doubt that he is going to be world class but I just don't know if he's going to be world class at Atletico or not yeah I had the same thought this week uh just that that's a bit of news that leaves you a little crestfallen right because he's been basically been playing injured for two years uh he has the surgery this offseason then he gets hurt again right when he seems to be approaching form when he seems to be really close to taking that next step and now we're not going to see him for the next couple games at least if not longer uh, it's it's difficult for him, but it's also opportunities for others. For Correa to start in this game, which he did, uh, for Mateus Cunha to get more minutes. Uh, I'm telling you, Robbie, the Mateus Cunha theorem, it's got legs. He comes on, it's goalless, Atletico yeah. end up winning 1-0. <laughs> There's something to this, yeah. man. <laughs> it's, it's actually, you know what? I was I was thinking, I was actually thinking about writing an article on... Uh, man, now, I don't know how difficult it would be to kind of figure out the data, but... Uh, how did, did, did the influence managers swatch, uh, substitutions have on games so like a player comes on he got as a, the XG of uh, a player accumulates as a sub do you, do you get me? yes even if he's yeah. not like, directly contributing <laughs> to goals just his mere presence well, well, no, this is the problem. See, Cunha wouldn't come up on this stat because he's not actually doing anything. He's just kind of there. <laughs> your theory is he's got something, an aura about him. That's your theory. but That is. <laughs> he's going to show up in the stats. <laughs> the Mateus Cunha theory. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, and Atletico were kind of pushing for the goal before he came on and, and um and and it, it, they 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 probably did deserve on balance. They probably did deserve to win the game. The, the, uh, but I just feel like it was. Uh, and and yeah, you have to remember. We we do have to kind of take into account just how good Osasuna are and how physical they are. And I think maybe Simeone just said, "Look, we're gonna go retro here for one game." And I know that I have the phys- the players with the physical ability to to, to beat these guys, and when it comes to the crunch, we'll beat them on quality then. And uh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, they did just about enough. And yeah, Osasuna are really one of the tougher teams to play in, in La Liga. Arasate has this team really well organized. Yeah, They have three big, burly, physical center backs. Manu Sanchez, who's on loan from Atletico, 
has been great at left back this year. And they have mm-hmm. forwards who are capable of winning the ball in the air. Uh, Ante Budimir has been a nightmare for Atletico in recent games. Uh, Kike Garcia, a longtime uh, player for, for Abar before they were relegated. He was their captain. He is... Uh, he's a guy who spent half this game on the floor, but he's also really good at holding up play, winning the ball in the air. Roberto Torres has been there forever. Uh, Jimmy Avila, and he's overcome a lot in terms of the knee injuries to still play quality minutes and important minutes for this team. They're, they're a, a tough team to beat. They're a tough nut to crack, and it, it took one mistake, and Atletico did find a way. Um, it, it's difficult to draw many conclusions from this game other than Atletico weren't terribly convincing that it's coming back from a particularly difficult international break for several players playing the South American qualifiers. Uh, maybe it is just a one-game thing where Atletico turned back the clock and the the Uno Serismo makes a, a, a return, but at a critical time, Atletico had to have this game to uh, stay within touching distance in the top four. Uh, very important on a day where Sevilla dropped points as well um what other stray observations did you have from this one no just when you're talking there and then i was thinking that during the game like, like you're, you're you're right and that international break and ish it, it, it was and it has been particularly tough for for atletico given the fact that and um, two two of their main players play in south america and um and Suarez isn't getting any younger, so right. it's even it's even more difficult for him. So, uh, yeah, I think it was just about getting over the line tonight, and and kind of but I think a tough run of games coming into Christmas, and I think that I think that I think we just have to kind of make peace with the fact that Atletico this isn't going to be pretty at any point in the year. We we we. I might be wrong, but we, 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 we could probably give up on the on the fact that Atletico are just all of a sudden going to turn into some kind of a free-flowing uh, uh, machine. That, that's not going to happen. Mm. But the, the, good thing, the good thing for Atletico is that La Liga is competitive this year and they have the quality. So if they can just grind out results right now and, uh, and come uh, February, March and April... They they will have the quality then to um to, to to and the experience from last year to get them over the line. So uh, yeah, I think I think we need to kind of reset expectations on how well this team is going to play because it, it it's it's unbalanced. It's it's a strange. I don't mean strange in a in a in a bad way, but it's a strange bunch of players in that they're seriously uh, seriously top heavy. In attack with with with, with, a, with an aging Luis Suarez, um, and uh, a couple of really good younger, but well, Lamar isn't that young now, but a couple of younger um, kind of players that play similar roles like uh, Correa, Felix, and and uh, Lamar. You've got Llorente and Rodrigo de Paul, two two un- unique. Uh, styled players in their capacity to get through work and they're both unique but they're both similar to each other on the same team so there has to be allowances made for that and he, yeah I think that uh, Simeone and when we've seen Simeone struggling to figure this out and um, 
and then you add injuries in on top of that you add the international breaks in on top of that and I just think that uh, it, it, it's going to be a matter of getting over the line here this season for Atletico rather than being some coherent uh, like, like a Barcelona under Pep Guardiola or anything like that's just not going to happen yes, it's, it's not going to be champagne football no, no not, exactly. not consistently anyway but you know it's no. that, that's why wins like this you, you place a premium on getting clean sheets uh, especially in Atletico's case when the defense has been so leaky this year uh, you place a, a premium on just grinding out results some nights when you don't have your full squad available uh, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens when Trippier and, and Felix return whenever they return whether that's next month or in January um, and the season is long uh, this was said a lot last season it's already being said this season La Liga es larga it's a it's a long league it's gonna it's 38 rounds and there isn't and there is a wider margin than there has been in previous years so wins like this are yeah, pretty and valuable and and it, and it feels like um uh, the, the, the international breaks have broken up the season a, a lot what was it always like this it feels like there's more international breaks now or i, I don't know it just feels like there's we haven't really gotten a proper run of games but but also um the, the, it's been tough in that sense but but also when you look around and you look at the other teams there's no one playing really uh, beautiful football right now so um, yeah I don't know whether that's just a thing with fatigue or, or with um, with with the international breaks and with I, I don't know what it is but um, but uh, it's there's nobody playing outstanding beautiful football Javi uh Barcelona might kind of straighten the ship there for them, but yeah, I think I think that uh, Simeone is kind of reading the reading the competition and saying, look, forget about forget about playing beautiful football. Let's just get wins here and, and see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, well, that doesn't really that doesn't really bode well for them in, in Europe because I think they could end up getting a bit of a shellacking. But I think that uh, I think in La Liga there it'll 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 suit them just fine. Well, that's a good segue, Robbie. Let's let's talk about Europe here. Uh, Atletico's next game is against Milan in the Champions League on Wednesday. Uh, Milan are currently uh, down 2-0 to Fiorentina in Serie A. They have not lost yet in Serie A, and Milan are playing close to a full-strength team in, in this game. Um, ooh, this is a big one for Atletico, right? Uh, failure to win here... Um, would not necessarily mean doom because Liverpool will be favored quite heavily to beat Porto and help Atletico out, but this is one that Atletico are are obliged to win. This is one that you also have to have to keep the uh, to to stay in control of your destiny. As much as I dislike that phrase, um, it, it's all in Atletico's hands. They depend on themselves in the Champions League. Yeah, and, and I, I just wonder. Um, I just wonder. Um, AC Milan obviously haven't won the league, won the won the scudetto in a long time, uh, and they are they're, they're really going for it this year with with that group of players. They're out of the Champions League, so I just wonder. Sorry, they're not technically out of the Champions League, but they're as good as out of the Champions League. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, so I just wonder, like, will they? Maybe um, yeah, I think Atletico would be favourite in that as well. And uh, yeah, I um, 
I don't know. Like, like, like I've said, I mean, I, I, I don't really fully trust this Atletico to, to, because any time you think that they're going to get a run of games going and, and then you watch them today against Osasuna and granted, Osasuna are a decent side and are difficult to play against but just haven't convinced me at all this season and, and, and just to kind of, not to contradict myself from before but just to kind of add on to that before, like, that's fine playing scrappy football and everything until the, until the results stop. When the results stop, that's when you start getting seriously criticised and the negative vibes come come um, come back and things like that. So it's all well and good grinding out results, but uh, with with kind of um, un, unsophisticated football, we call it. But when you're getting results, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. But when those results stop, and and they haven't been. Uh, amazing either this season like it's not like they're they are grinding out results like they did in the past uh, some, some really poor results this season so uh, if they can um, if they can manage to keep winning those scrappy games that's fine but if the results stop coming I'd be yeah like I mean I don't know what's what's this what's the point <laughs> mm. yeah I, I do wonder which Milan team we're going to see Wednesday because they are uh, a top Scudetto contender this year. They are already seven points clear of Inter and Atalanta atop the table. They're level on points with Napoli, although a loss today to Fiorentina wouldn't help their case. It seems kind of clear at this point that they're going to try to win the Scudetto for the first time in however many years it's been. It's been at least a decade, I think, for Milan. So you wonder, um, they'll turn up Wednesday, of course, but you wonder just the strength, the relative strength of the side they're going to they're gonna throw out there. It's in Madrid. Atletico's Champions League home record under Simeone is quite imposing. And this is what Atletico have to have. And there have been games in Europe the past couple of years that have been must-wins. And Atletico have won them. A couple of years ago, basically a, a playoff against Lokomotiv in Madrid. Atletico rolled to a 2-0 win there. Last year at Salzburg, uh, a win was basically required to get out of the group stage. Atletico won 2-0 in another classic Cholo game. I think we'll see something similar here. I, I think the stakes are really high for Atletico. They're at home. They're coming off a, a victory that isn't pretty, but it's one of those results that, that does give you confidence, particularly defensively, and Atletico do need that. So I'm going to go with an Atletico win here, and it's certainly still possible. It all comes down to match day six in Portugal, uh, but Griezmann will play after UEFA on appeal reduced his suspension from the two games to one game, Felipe will not play, meaning Jose Jimenez will step back in for him. But Griezmann being present, especially with Joao injured, uh, that could prove decisive. I'm going to go with an Atletico win, and I'm somewhat confident about it. That will probably come back to bite me, but for now, somewhat confident in that prediction. Just just get Cunha on the field, man. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm saying... There's something to it. Yeah, I've been saying it all along. But, uh, yeah, no, I actually, yeah, for, for, as, as, as strange as it sounds, I feel, yeah, I feel confident that I let it go. Because I do think Griezmann is, he had a couple of nice shots, uh, um, and, and that goal against Valencia was just incredible. But yeah. the, the, he had a couple, of, he had actually another one that was quite similar today, not, 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 not as far out, but one of those kind of curlers where he stops on a dime and then and then he turns and shoots and tries to curl the top corner but uh yeah he had another couple of nice um chances in the first half today but no he, he, he was he was poor but i do think he's kind of getting back to his best and i think that uh 
yeah, that, that just the cobwebs are shake and they've shook the cobwebs off after the international break. Now got the win against Osasuna, and I think that maybe they can uh, put a couple of uh, couple of wins together back to back. Is this where Atletico metaphorically turned the corner? Well, we're gonna find out on Wednesday. That'll do it for us on this edition of Colt Chanero Chat. Robbie, thank you so much for joining the show today. No problem at all, Jeremy. We'll, we'll chat on Wednesday, I'm sure. Indeed we will. We will be back on Wednesday. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your continued support on IntoTheCalderon.com on social media. Also on our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash Colt Chat, where you can get access to a bunch of uh, exclusive goodies, more Atletico audio goodness. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back Wednesday. Adios.